Welcome to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. In this program, Marty discusses waterfowl and upland bird hunting, as well as the clay target shooting sports, with some of the top industry leaders and shooting pros from around the world. If you're just starting out, or you've been hunting and shooting for years, we'll have wing and clay target news and information that you can use. Now, here is your host, Marty Fisher. And welcome to another glorious episode of Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. I'm Marty Fisher, and I'm going to tell you, I'm looking out the window, and I see rain falling, and I am so happy to see that. You know, down here in southeast Georgia, it has been unbelievably hot and dry, and, you know, not only do the humans need it, the critters need it, too. So I am really, really happy to see that rain coming down, and boy, what a great week. I um. <clears throat> You know, I've got a great show today, uh, you know, here just a few minutes, so I'm going to be bringing on a super, super guest. I mean, a, a guy that many people in the waterfowl world know, uh, Jim Ronquist from Rich and Tone Calls, or R&T Calls. Uh, Jim, you know, is a, a 2006 World Duck Calling Champion, and he's a, and he's a host of, of RNTV, which, uh, you know, a really popular uh, uh, television show that uh, that RNT does, and and uh, we're going to talk about a lot of really cool stuff. But I wanted to, you know, like I always do, a little bit of wing and clay news that's floating around out there that uh, uh, some of you may or may not know. So uh, you know, this is a great place to get it. Um, one thing that's really interesting in the in the, the news is the state of Alabama is um, reinstating sandhill crane hunting this season, and that. Uh, that's really remar- remarkable because they haven't had a a, a a crane season in more than a hundred years. So uh, populations must be good coming south, and uh, uh, they will join uh, Tennessee and Kentucky as the only states east of the Mississippi River to have uh, sandhill crane hunt. So that's pretty exciting for those guys. Um, one thing that I noticed, you know, and I get a lot of stuff from from the media. And we talked a little bit about this one time before, but uh, the folks at uh, Environmental, uh, you know, which which make Heavy Shot, uh, they've got a new bismuth load coming out. And uh, I remember back in the day I shot bismuth, and and it was really really effective. And so they're doing this again. And uh, the the real news is that they're going to have these bismuth loads from 10 gauge all the way down to 410. Now that's uh, that's pretty exciting because you know a lot of guys uh, like to shoot like to shoot uh, small gauge on on ducks and things like that, especially when they're in real tight conditions and you know in uh, small shooting holes. And uh, you know it's just you know steel is just not really readily available in in those smaller gauges. So you know check that stuff out. Heavy bismuth from Environmental uh, should be a, a really interesting uh, load for the for the duck hunters. What's going on in the um, in the clay business, man? We had two great events which ended up uh, over the weekend. Um, the ATA Grand American Trap Shooting Championship. Uh, they had about seven thousand event entries in that uh, championship this year, and uh, there was a guy, uh, Joe Charnigo, from up in Ohio. And Joe, I've, I've, I've got to tip my hat. Joe be, became the World Clay Target Championship winner at the ATA Grand American. And to do that, shooting these single targets now, he broke 950 in a row. That's pretty serious. 950 straight. Congratulations, Joe. The other big shoot uh, was a World English up uh, outside of Chicago. It had almost 1,100 competitors in that. And, of course, you know, that's a, the same thing. I mean, they had way over 5,000 of Ben entries in this thing with all of the different uh, competitions that they have. But, you know, in the end, uh, uh, a buddy of mine, Corey Cruz uh, from Texas, shooting his Blosser F3. And by the way, Joe uh, Tronigo was shooting a Blosser F3 also. The Blosser had a pretty good week. Um, but Corey Cruz uh, won this event, um, and uh, he really had – work because they have at the end of this thing they take the top 10 shooters and they go out and put some ridiculously stupid hard you wouldn't even shoot at them targets are for the top 10 shooters to have a 25 target uh, super final and they add the score 
to your score of the 200 birds. Well, Corey wound up winning that. Uh, what was amazing was that two sub-junior shooters, uh, Joseph Fanese from down in Florida, and um, it was a Todd Hitch. Uh, you know, these two kids were in the top 10, and Fanese wound up second in the world English, and when they factored in what they call the white flyer all around, which is the total score of the main event, the preliminary event, the, the FITAS competition, and the five stand, Joseph Fanese won that. This kid's 15 years old, and that, folks, is seriously, seriously good. So, uh, Joe Fanese, Todd Hitch, Keep an eye out for those guys down the road. You're going to hear that name a lot, Clay Shooters. Hey, folks, before I get in with my buddy uh, Jimbo Ronquist, I do want to tell you that this first segment of the show is brought to you by my friends at the Crushable Vault, and we're going to be talking duck hunting. And I can tell you right now, every duck hunter headed anywhere is either going in a in a, uh, a pickup truck or some kind of an SUV. And when you have to throw all of your stuff in the truck, you don't really want to put your gun where anybody can get it if you have to walk into a store or something like that. And uh, the folks at the Crushable Vault have got great products that really and truly give you game-changing security. You can actually, with the with the, the field vault, which is a, a cover that goes over your gun cases, you can sense that in, tie it into your, into your bed of your pickup truck or in the back of your SUV or the back of the car. And it cannot be stolen. It will not be taken by a petty thief. So, you know, give those guys a look. Uh, the Crushable Vault. What a great product. CrushableVault.com. If you see something in there you like, they've got a little promo box. Type in my name, Marty, and uh, you'll get a 10% discount on your purchase. So give them a look. I promise you, you'll be happy if you get one of these because you'll be protecting the security of your firearms no matter what. So, that's the Wing and Clay News. It's time to bring on my guest, and I will tell you that I am really excited to talk to this guy because he is one of the good people in this industry. So, without further ado, let me welcome Jim Ronquist from RNT Calls to the show. Jim, welcome, my friend. Thank you, Brother Marty. I appreciate it, and I'm proud to be here, buddy. Well, you know, I, it is kind of funny, and I'm going to tell on Jimbo because he, this, he gave me a chuckle and a fright at the same time. You know, we're getting in touch with him to do the show because he's actually in a remote location. He's not sitting here next to me, and uh, we're trying to call and, and not answer, not answer, not answer. So finally, I call him on his cell phone. He says, heck, Marty, I'm tuning duck calls. <laughs> so, but I, I'm really tickled to have him on here now, and, and Jimbo. Jimbo, that listen, that it's what you do, brother. I mean, I'm 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 all with you, um, and and, and I, a lot of times I wish I was tuning duck calls too. But um, real quick, uh, you know, before we get into the whole meat of all of this, why don't you tell us a little bit about Jim Ronquist? You know, how you know how'd you grow up, and and uh, and a little bit of a little bit of background. We've got a couple of minutes for that. Man, that's a, that's a good question because there just ain't a whole lot to me. I'm pretty much what you see is what you get, but. I was I was fortunate to grow up in a in a in an outdoors family. Uh, my my mom and dad both enjoyed to hunt and fish, and I had older brother, older sister, and um, that's what we did. You know, I remember uh, had me shooting twenty two rifle. I said I was two years old, sitting between sitting on my between my pop's legs, and he's helped me hold up a twenty two rifle. Um, and you just grew up with it. And he, Dad worked for a large construction company, so he'd get transferred every four, three, four, or five years. But we always grew up, you know, in good country. He always wound up having a place. We had a place to live. It was out of town. Just, you know, got to grow up kind of as a traveling country kid, really. Um, spent a lot of time in West Kentucky, Southern Illinois, Northeast Arkansas, kind of got my um, waterfowl duck hunting fever going and dad was a big quail hunter he loved bird dogs too so we'd get up in the mornings and we'd go duck hunting or goose hunting and we'd come back he said well son why don't we take a little round and i was a short fat kid and dad was tall long-legged you know he stepped over the three-strand barbed wire fence no problem i had to find me a place to roll underneath it but <laughs> you, you, you duck hunt all day and you bird hunt in the afternoon take around and do something else that evening one of his good friends loved coon hunt he'd carry me coon hunting on occasion so um 
But I had two choices. You either had to love it or hate it. And luckily, I loved it and still do. Well, I'm going to tell you uh, something. That is that is quite a childhood. And, you know, and, and boy, think about it, Jimbo. Think about all of the kids that would be in such better shape if they had the opportunity to grow up like that. You know, we look at it way oh. back then and, you know, we didn't, nobody said we were rich, nobody, but you were, you know, you, you, yeah, you, were, yeah. you were rich because of what you did and how you grew up. And that is so critically important. But I, I I'm going to tell oh. you, we've got a lot of stuff to cover here, you know, over the course of this show. And we've come up on our first break and uh, we're going to take that right now and Jimbo you sit tight and we'll be right back folks we'll be right back with you too on Wing and Clay Nation The Internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America. The Variety Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? <laughs> Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email, wingandclayradio at gmail.com. That's wingandclayradio at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to this week's show. And back we are, and hey, if you guys are social media freaks like so many folks are these days, uh, you know, Wing and Clay Nation has got some pretty cool social media sites out there uh, you know our our website is wingclayradio.com on twitter it's twitter.com slash wingclaynation and on facebook it's facebook.com slash wingandclayradio instagram.com slash wingandclayradio and i'd really welcome welcome everybody to, to to like it to share it to come be a part of it to uh to talk with us we're going to be putting a bunch of videos old old uh, really cool hunting videos from from uh, from my past uh will be uh, on our youtube channel on the web page so uh, by all means you know come be a part of what we do at wing and clay nation uh hey this second part of the show is brought to you by my friends at nagrini cases you know for 35 years They've been making the, the finest gun cases in the world over in Italy, and Negrini is that company. And boy, they are absolutely beautiful. Now, if you own a, a, a Browning or a Beretta or a Kriegoff or a Blosser or something like that, and you've got that really nice uh, plastic case that the gun came in, more than likely Negrini made that. But what I do is I've actually got my own custom Negrini case because they make a lot of different cases for different guns 
that have a really, really cool application. So do yourself a favor. Go to thegreenycases.com on the web and take a look. I think you'll be very, very surprised at what you see. Give those folks a look, thegreenycases.com. Now, got that business out of the way. Let's get back to back to my buddy Jim Roncraft. And, you know, Jim, when, 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 uh, right before the break, man, what a childhood. You know, I mean, that's, that's, how, that's how kids should grow up. You know, I mean, you got to be a boy. You got to do all mm-hmm. the cool stuff outside. You know, I mean, back then there was, there was no computer. There were no video games. There was none of that stuff that you just sit there and, you know, and, and eat potato chips and, and drink sodas. I mean, you were, out, at, you were no. out doing it, man. You were doing it. Yes, sir. Yeah, and fortunate to have have a family that that it was their priority. You know, we would I can remember growing up, we'd have Christmas on Christmas Eve night, so we could get up and go hunting on Christmas morning. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and that's just the way our family was. Um, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I I loved duck hunting, and goose hunting, and turkey hunting. Those are kind of my pet ducks and turkeys are my passion. I love to call, and I got my dad like to call and around callers, and I can remember just man, that's so cool. And I remember driving my folks crazy. Um, dad finally put duck and goose calls and stuff on top of the gun cabinet. And uh, I can't do any more, but he had a good friend of his that called ducks in his hand really good. And I had learned how to do that. And I learned how to voice call. We figured out how to yodel and voice call geese. So he said, well, I can't cut his arm or his head off. So I reckon <laughs> I have to give him his calls back. Well, I'm going to tell you, 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 your life was a mirror of mine because I went through the same thing as a kid. I'd blow, I'd be running around the house blowing duck calls, and my mama would say, "You take that racket outside." And uh, of course, yes, we had a, a, a pretty big house with all hardwood floors, and man, I mean, it just oh. resonated all over the place. So you can just oh, imagine. Oh, it sounded good up in there too. Oh dude. yeah, absolutely, it sounded good. Well, you know, here's the thing. Somehow. You wound up in Stuttgart, Arkansas. Now, tell me, tell me how that took place. Well, as I said, I enjoyed duck hunting and duck calling, and was kind of paying attention to the contest thing. And of course, we, you know, duck hunted a bunch, and people talked about the world. And I learned about, uh, um, I learned about Butch Riching back, and got to know Butch, and and uh, um, got to know Butch, and as time went on. Just got to be friends with him, and uh, hang on, got to be buddies with Butch, and come down here and wound up going to work for Buck Gardner for a little while, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and uh, then as uh, as as things got better with that, and just I wound up in the guide business, running Rich and Tone Guide Service, and working with John as John took over R and T. I kind of was able to hang out with him and be a part of all that, and man, here here we are still. Yeah, and you know, and John, you know, and I and I've got to admit, you know, Butch was a, was a, a good friend of mine. Same thing, but you know, Butch was Butch was perfectly content, you know, running his business out oh. of his shirt pocket a little bit, and you know, and he 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 built enough duck calls to keep him happy, and that was really all he wanted to do, and. Of course, uh, you know, and I will tell you that, you know, he, he talked to me many, many times. And of course, I'm not from there. I'm from over here in Georgia. But for whatever reason, right. I was kind of a sounding board for him a lot of times at 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah, we know, because that's, that's when he was another, at his shop working. And that's uh, another part of that story. And he <laughs> said, yeah, he said, Marty, you know, I've got to find somebody to take the Rich and Tone name forward. You know, and he would name a bunch of guys. And, of course, John was always – Always one of the guys that was was named, and, and we're talking John Stevens now. In case you know some of the audience don't know, um, uh, and uh, you know when that happened, you know John, I, to, to his credit, man, that kid, he took it and, and let it take off, and I and and I think the company now is is growing at the pace that it deserves to because it's such a great company and such a great product. And, uh, you know, I mean, if, if you take a look at, at all of the winners of the world championships, I mean, Wichington is, is just so far ahead of everybody else. It's not even funny in terms of having world champion callers and, and, and uh, regionals and states and all of that kind of stuff. But, you know, when you, when you, when you, you do that, you know, you, you, either, you either move the, 
move the ball or you don't. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, to y'all's credit, you've done that. Well, thank you. And, you know, uh, most of that credit goes to John and Angie Stevens. You know, they John took the risk. And, of course, he's got a great passion for duck hunting and duck calling, like all of us here do. And and, and learn, we both learned from Butch. And, but John's very creative and, and, and looks down the road. And, and he's he seen that this could be more than just um, building a few duck calls like Butch is doing. And nothing against Butch at all, but saying, hey, if we're going to grow this thing and make it bigger, we're going to have to have more to it. You know, now there's, you know, R&T, I think we got a total of 14 or 15 full-time employees. Um, it, it's it's the main living for several people and, and provides very well for us. And and big hats off to John and Angie and Butch, or I sure wouldn't be here, be sitting here talking to you today. Well, you know, and, and one thing, and, and, and I'll love, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up because you know it it wasn't too long ago that you guys had a real catastrophe. I mean, the whole shop burned down. Well, that's whole shop. We lost what we the new side of the shop or the old the rip. Well, I'm confusing everybody, including myself. There, we lost about half of it. The fire we had a fire three years ago, got caught in one of the machines, and it kind of went through the part of the building that. When we moved from town and moved out here, the first part of the new shop, we lost all it. So we kind of condensed everything into the back, and oh, man, we made it work and and did good. We just now this spring had a re-grand opening, getting the rebuild done, and it's 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 super nice. We've got a uh, we got the flying duck tap room. So if any of y'all are listening and you come through Stuttgart, you want to stop and have a craft beer. We uh we've got a tap room. We got six different craft beers on tap several different stuff on the can we even got our own rnt branded beard called the flying duck um that's that's excellent so if you come through going duck hunting or just passing through stuttgart stop in and have beer with us well the one the one thing i can i can tell everybody <clears throat> you can't miss where the rich and tone shop is it's right next door to Max Prairie Wings, and you know if if you're a waterfowl guy, and you you go to Stuttgart, Arkansas, you're going to go to Max. I mean that's just that, yes, that is uh, that, that's that's like uh, uh, that's like going to Mecca. You know, I mean that's uh, you know for the for the Muslim faith. I mean they're going to go to those places, <laughs> and and of course the R and T shop is right next door, so it's uh, it's going to be easy to find, and. Uh, you know, now have you, you, you're, you're tuning calls. I mean, you know, the, the, the thing that has, has yeah. really impressed me is that the, uh, the, the different numbers of calls, the, the models and things like that have really been expanded. You know, Butch didn't do a whole lot of that. You know, he made his call, and that was, that was pretty much what he did. He changed materials a little bit, but he didn't play with that other stuff. And I guess a lot of that has to do with John and his vision and, you know, and trying different things. But, uh, you know, if anything... Anything fairly new out there, Jim, that, that folks need to know about? Well, the, the, we've got some new stuff maybe coming. Uh, you know, something we've done kind of, We of course, you know, they were saying, I was dancing the one that brought you. And, of course, the R&T original is still a great seller and still lots of people use it. And we've kind of developed different models based off what people like to use hunting. Uh, that's kind of was the, the impetus to start coming up with when we did the short barrel, then the daisy cutter, and then the alpha two, and we tried to get several models. I, I come up with one, you know, a lot of my growing up years was blowing up, a D2O. And mm-hmm. as you probably were aware of, you know, the modified oaks and the duckwoods here. So we come up with a call a few years ago. We call it the, the, the R&T DC Mondo. That's mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of my little baby. The, the Mondo, we got three different styles based off of different, way people would modify it. We got the regular Mondo, which is based off one of my old calls. Then we got another one we call the Mondo LT or Mondo Light, which is really a bad name. It's not really lighter. It's just looser. And it's just right. another different different radius of the tone board, different tune. Then we got the Mondo mm-hmm. LA, which stands for Lower Arkansas or Louisiana, which more is a true cut-down style call um, where you kind of bring the tone board back underneath the reed. Um, and they just they all three are different. They all blow great and that's, I'm sitting here working on a pile of them as we speak um, and that's been kind of exciting they've done pretty well um, and then of course John's doing his retro really old school calls called the Jay Stevens call line and they're all completely hand done and he's basing this stuff off old older makers like Grubbs and Purdue and Turpin and some of them different old hands and kind of got a retro look and feel to them but yet blow 
like a champ. So well, I've kind of some you know, neat stuff going on here. Yeah, and I can tell you, I mean, and and they all they'll all run. You know, that's the that's the key. You know, I I'm, I'm a kind of a duck call aficionado. I I man, I blow. You can't imagine how many different calls I blow just to you know, and, and collect them and all of that. And some of that stuff, I put it, you know, it'll be real pretty. And I'm just going to set it down over on the shelf and say, you don't have to ever worry about, you know, going out around my neck when I'm going duck hunting. <laughs> but, but they're pretty. But, uh, yes, you know, hey, uh, we're, we're coming up on another break. And um, I want to take that. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about RNTV because, you know, I'm, a, I'm an old, TV host. I've been a I've been a, a national outdoor television host now for oh my gosh I think 27 years, and uh, uh, you know uh, Jimbo's got this show going and it's a great show. I really enjoy watching it. We're gonna talk about RNTV when we come back, folks. You stay tuned. Jim Ronquist and I will be back right after these messages. <laughs> Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email. Wing and Clay Radio at gmail.com. That's Wing and Clay Radio at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to this week's show. Well, and here we are, when Jim Ronquist and I are having a great little conversation, and we're getting ready to really turn the wick up here and talk about some stuff that, that I know is going to be of interest to a lot of guys who hunt waterfowl, because you can't go anywhere on social media without seeing somebody taping something. I mean, it is unbelievable. But hey, before I get into that, uh, <clears throat> I want to remind everybody, you know, this show is 24-7 on demand on the on our website, but also iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, if you're a podcast listener, carry Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you'll just type, search that show name, every show we've ever done will pop up, and you can listen to your heart's content because we've got uh, we've got a bunch of them, and I'm telling you there are some really really good ones there. But Jimbo, you know, uh, you know we, you and I kind of chatted a little bit in advance of, of, uh, of, of what we're doing today, and you know I've I've been a a TV host for a long time, almost 28 years. Uh, you you kind of you you hadn't been doing it quite as long as me, but you've been doing it long enough to know the complexities of doing outdoor television. So, why why if you will tell me a little how in the world did did you guys decide okay, let's go do a TV show, and you you yeah, made it work, and that's and that's that's one of the real keys is being able to make it work. So, how'd you do that? We well we're, I'm proud to say that we are airing. Our 14th season right now, so I'm 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 pretty proud of that. 14th season under one name, under one title mm-hmm. on the Sports Absolutely. Channel. I'm I'm pretty proud of that. But how I got started, we, I had an interest. I used to be a 
worked construction, worked on the farm, of course, was looking for a way into the outdoor industry, was on different pro staffs and whatnot. And I, I got to be friends with a fellow. I, I was pro staffing for uh, Primo's Game Calls and got to be buddies with a fellow named Ron Jolly. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and Joe Ronnie, I like, he taught me a little bit about running a camera, and I like the idea of trying to take a video camera. Never was in the still photography, but I wanted to be able to show people the things that I got to see. Was kind of the idea there, and this John took over R and T, and I was him and I was doing stuff and blowing contests and whatnot. You were still around then. Um, I said, "Man, look, as we do this, let's do a video." So we, I started producing some videos for R and T, and then um, said, "Man, we watch outdoor television all the time." I said, "Heck, man, we can do that." Um, I think we can do that. I said, there's a learning curve here, but I got a hold of some folks that uh, doing TV, and we got we got on the network. When we first started, we got out. On, we started off on the Men's Outdoor and Recreation Network. It's mm-hmm. no longer around. So, somebody out there may remember. And we were a 52 week show, meaning, as you know, if you were, you, you, you know, each quarter there's so many shows. So we did. One and two and three and four. So I had to I had to come up with twenty six separate TV shows in a year, a year to air every week. Um, so that wasn't too bad for a while. But anyway, Men's Outdoors kind of they got squirrely and whatever happened that just didn't work. So Sportsman Channel had been talking to us and man, we just picked up from there and just still there today and and, and happy to be there. That being said, there's you know as you well know lots of changes in TV. In the time we've been it, we went from shooting standard definition to now you got to produce everything in HD. And gosh, if the people laugh at you if you're not shooting it in 4K or on a red. Um, but it's certainly changed. But the one thing that hasn't changed is content. Yeah, mm-hmm. things look pretty. It needs to be good. But content is always king and having a story. You know, it's just a, there's always more to it than just a dead duck at the end of the day. That You know, it's just got to be real. And, you know, folks, it's outdoor television, man. Hollywood is not beating down our door to come be in the movies or nothing. We're just regular old people, regular old rednecks that try to learn a little bit about a camera and TV production and trying to make it work. Well, I've always I've always said that when it comes to outdoor TV, and, and that's that's why some of it I just, I just literally refuse to watch. You know, to me, an outdoor television show needs to really be two things. It needs to be entertaining, which means you've got a story, mm-hmm. and there needs to be some education in there that actually, when, when at the end of the show, the guy says, you know what, I enjoyed that, and I actually learned something today. Mm-hmm. You know, they actually taught me something that I didn't know or reminded me of something that I heard a long time ago, and you know what, that makes a lot of sense. So, <clears throat> you know, good outdoor TV is, is you know, is, is something that people want to watch they, they enjoy the they enjoy the people on there because the people on there are just being themselves you know not trying to be mm-hmm. somebody that, that they can't be and uh, you know when you're good at it you know it, it it certainly makes life a lot better because you know you can you know the calling sounds good the ducks turn when they're supposed to turn the dogs sit still they <laughs> act like they're supposed to act I mean you know, now I say that and you know that's not always the truth because you know, I can't tell you how many thousand people have told me, Marty, I sure wish I had your job doing TV. Well, Jim, they, they really don't know what the pitfalls might be, do they? No, and there's a lot of pitfalls there, but at the same time, I, I, I don't want to pretend that it's like going off, the, going off the war or nothing, you know, but it is a job. And, and if you don't look at it like that, you won't get anything done. I remember at first we just started taking cameras duck hunting and we'd turn the cameras on, duck started flying. And we finally figured out that, you know what, this looks a whole lot better if you go with the idea we're not going duck hunting and getting video on it. We're going to make a TV show and hope we get, get to do some duck hunting with it. And that is, boy, you know, that is, that is, that is one of the, the, the smartest things that you could ever tell this listening audience because you do have to have a story i mean you know it's it's nice to 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 see birds being shot but to me the storyline you know about the experience is what really makes the show Mm -hmm. 
And that's, you know, we don't always do that. Sometimes we'll just go hunting and let the story happen. But we've kind of learned that what we got, what we do, we have to do it for the camera. Because the camera can't be everywhere at one time. And, you know, the camera's the eyeball. That's, that's, that's the viewer's eyes. And you got to slow it down a little, slow down a little bit and do things for the camera so the camera can get it and you can make it look real. Um, now we try to be, as pretty, pretty, sometimes a little overly raw, you know, we'll mount cameras on trees and have one camera guy, he's moving back and forth. We try to make sure we get everything captured, and it just makes such a big difference in it like that. Well, and, and so much of it, and, and again, it's all about the edit, because you're not just turning the camera on and letting it run for an hour. I mean, you know, you, you I mean, you can, you know, but, but you're only going to get that shot. And so right. having cameras that move around and do different things, you know, are very important because I always had a, a saying when people would ask me about, well, why are we doing doing it this way? I said, well, here's the deal, guys. If the camera didn't capture it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. At, le- at least right. not, for, not for this TV show. It didn't happen. Right. So, you That's know, right. sometimes you got to stop in midstream and actually redo something, and everybody looks at you like you, you like you fell off a turnip truck or something. But you know, mm-hmm. again, it goes back to what you're saying. You're actually making TV. It just happens to be hunting. That's right. And we try to keep it as real as we can. You know, try to keep everything happening. But then I've kind of learned too. Sometimes the hunt becomes the B roll. And the A roll is whoever you might be hunting with, or whatever you might. The story might right. be of the day. Um, we got a show coming up this year. This is kind of you'll appreciate this, and this is on the education side. Had a buddy hunting with us, and we just had a pretty good hunt. We hunted the woods. A lot of times when people duck hunting the woods, they they always heard about blowing a call and kicking water. Well, some people go to kick that water; they'll get a little crazy with it. And I've seen them mm-hmm. pushed up kind of. And this buddy of mine. His name's T.J. Mallet. I've got, we was working a bunch of ducks, and it was sunny. I watched him over there. He's laying against the tree, and he had his leg caught. And when ducks get around right in the sun, he'd take it, he'd pop that water with his foot, fling that water up there, and them ducks loved it. So the, the story became, let's educate people on what's going on and why this, why we're doing this, and, and how not to go thrashing the water and how to just to make it work. So we kind of someday will just let the story evolve because every day is going to be different. It might be about my dog, Charlie. She may do something silly or she may make a great retreat, you know, or something. It, it could be anything, but we try to keep it real, try to keep it what duck hunters like to talk about, you know, dogs, ducks, duck collars, and decoys. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, that's that's pretty good content where I come from. Now, have you, have you obviously you've got a you know season to get around to start taping again. Uh, anything wild and crazy that uh, that that you've got uh, on the on the schedule that uh, that we should look for down the road? Well, you know it's funny you mention that. Not, and I, I, I'm sad to say right now that. Uh, I am just kind of getting my schedule put together for you. Um, <laughs> there'll be some, uh, there's some stuff coming up this year. It's going to be pretty good. There's some stuff from Western Nebraska, Prairie Rock Outfitters. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, going to have some stuff from here at home. Uh, if you're a dog person, we're going to have some, have a dog show coming up. We, we split our show up, something that Sportsman's Channel allows us to do for running quarters three and four broadcast. Mm-hmm. What we'll do is we'll run episodes one through seven then re-air episodes one through seven, and then that gets us into quarter four, and then we'll have six new shows again in quarter four, so we'll run those six and then re-air those six. So if you watch the whole season in its entirety, you'll have to watch it in the middle, and it'll all run in order. But we got some got some fun stuff coming up. Um, we had a really cool history show with John uh, recently. We'll have some more hist- old duck call historical stuff coming, and we got some big hunts from uh, our – Assistant producer Sean Stahl will have some great Canada hunts, Canada goose hunts, and, and some of the north stuff from the northern plains. A couple good green timber hunts and some stuff from Nebraska coming up. And then next year, I know we'll probably be in Kansas, Oklahoma, Nebraska, North Dakota, maybe Montana. Um, I don't know. We're, just, we're always looking. Always looking. Well, and of course, and, as much you know, as we and, travel, and, and I like to be right here. You want, you, want to go, you want to go places 
you know, where the where the birds are, you know, and some sometimes, you know, and that's that's another pitfall of, of TV. You know, sometimes the birds don't cooperate. I mean, it is real hunting. You know, it's not, you're not hunting at a place where they're letting them out of a pen. I mean, it's the real deal. And, uh, right. you know, and sometimes sometimes it's not as great as, as uh, folks want, would want it to be. That's right. And that's, you know, it's hunting, hunting, hunting. And you ain't going to change that no matter what you do. And, you know, there's, no. we've done a lot of shows over the years where, man, it wasn't a great hunt. But you had enough. We did enough other things. That, hey, that's real. Man, that's, that's, that's duck hunting. And people need to think about the idea of when you go hunting, it ain't always about how full the duck strap is at the end of the day or how full the live well is. It's about the day. You know, it's about how you enjoyed it. Did, did it have a, some good dog work? Did you have a good bunch of ducks break high out of that December blue sky? Did you enjoy your buddies? You know, it's it's, it's more than just how many. Well, and Jim, that is the reason that people like your TV show. Because that's that's what you bring to the audience, and it's real. You know, that is a that's such a such a a big thing is that the show is actually real. It's what happened. You know, one thing's for sure, you know, you can't you can't recreate ducks, you know, landing and being shot. You know, you're not throwing them over somebody's back and the guy shooting at it. I mean, it's really what happened. So, you know, that that's a that's the beauty of the show. And and um you know, when you started talking about you're going to do some things local, we're up on our up on our last break now, and I want to go ahead and take that. But when we come back, Jim and I are going to talk a little bit about the state of duck hunting. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the state of Arkansas. You know, they've got some uh, they've got some new rules floating around out there for folks that don't live in in the state of Arkansas. And, and so, Jim and I'll talk a little bit about all of that stuff when we come back, folks. We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email. Wing and Clay Radio at gmail.com. That's Wing and Clay Radio at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to this week's show. And welcome back. Boy, I, I'll tell you, I, I, I need to have Jim Ronquist on my show a lot. He's, he's got a lot of really, really good information. And folks, I'm going to tell you something. Doing outdoor television is not what you think it is. It, be, it becomes real work if you're going to do it right. You know, if you're just, if you're just filming stuff without a, without a purpose, without a story, 
you know, it actually is going to wind up looking like that. And, you know, and it's not going to hang around very long. It'll come and go. But uh, but to do it right, uh, you know, takes a lot of thought and, and uh, you know, being real and, and having great videographers and also having mm-hmm. good days when the birds were flying in. So, Jimbo, let's, let's talk a little bit about um, – about what in the world is going on over in your neck of the woods. You know, I, I started going to, to Stuttgart, Arkansas, uh, you know, which <clears throat> they got a big old sign. I, I, don't, I guess it's still there. I don't know. The rice and duck hunting capital of the world. And it's I started right. going there about 81, 82, something like that. And, um, and, and it was, I mean, it was, it was really, really, really special. And, you know, to the point that and I think a lot of a lot of the growth of, of the hunters going to that area come from TV, you know, watching outdoor TV and say, man, I need to I mm-hmm. need to go to Stuttgart. You know, that's where we need to go. But, you know, it's it's gotten to a point over there where, um, you know, there there I won't say too many people, but there are an awful lot of people trying to trying to get to the same good holes. And, you know, and, the, and and you've got some things changing, you know, with the fish and wildlife over there. Well, talk a little bit about that. I mean, I want folks to know kind of what to expect this year. Yeah, it's going to be different. It's going to be different. You know, game. There, there's always been a struggle, you know, for public ground. And there, there's, there's several sides of the fence, so to speak. Um, you know, even on state ground here, the top of every state ground sign, it says a federal aid project. And there's a whole, we wouldn't have by me that if it wasn't for federal money. That being said, the state of Arkansas manages it, runs it, and owns it. So, um, that's, it belongs to the sovereign state of Arkansas. But however, we're talking about a population of ducks. It's continental in scope. And as duck hunter numbers have dwindled over the years, you know, a lot of people probably look at me like I got three eyeballs when I say this. But in the mid-70s, we sold roughly 2.3 million federal duck stamps. I haven't got last year's numbers yet, but in 2018 uh, or 2017, we sold just over a million federal duck stamps. So we've only got, a, roughly speaking, about half the duck hunters we had in the mid-70s. But that being said, like you said earlier, people come to those mecca-type places, um, We've got a great reputation here in Stuttgart. Arkansas will probably lead the country in mattered harvest again this past year like it has every other year. But folks are coming here in larger numbers because they want to follow the ducks. And they're going to Canada. They're going to North Dakota. They're going to Louisiana. They're going where the ducks are. Instead of years ago, we had places to hunt and other places, and people would go out and hunt a farm pond or hunt here, hunt there. Now they're coming to the places that are known waterfowl hunting areas and there gets to be a problem with local folks that hunt here all the time even it even gets spread out from the actual locals that live near say by me or one of the other wmas to folks from the little rock area coming and hunting or folks from other parts of the state let alone out of staters so game and fish arkansas game and fish is trying to find a way on our state ground to balance that and now they're saying a couple years ago, let me back up. A couple years ago, they said, okay, non-resident people had to buy permits for every place, and they could only hunt these certain places. Now they're saying, okay, you can come and hunt anywhere you want to, but we're going to give you a window of opportunity. And forgive me for not knowing what those are, but I think it's like the opening week, and it's another week in December, and then another week in January. And that may mm-hmm. or may not fit your schedule. And I've been hearing a lot of, commentary from both sides about what well, all that's going to do is just make it crazy when, when during those weeks because we're going to have more people than just a constant ebb and flow now everybody's going to try to come at once um and it's just going to make it worse and i've heard out of staters who um man that live that live and breathe duck hunting just like we do that would come spend a lot of the duck season here and, and it's messing them up so I don't know what the answers are. I just know there's things we got to find balance in. Well, and you know, and the good news is that you know there are a lot of places, you know, that are not public that that you can that you can hunt. So I, I think it'll you know I mean it it'll be 
it, it, it's a it's a it's a it's a give and take, and uh, you know we're going to have to figure out a way to work it out. But um, uh, you know, no matter what, you know, and, and Stuttgart is still going to be the best place in in the in the world to go shoot mallard ducks. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. Even even though they say the numbers change and this that and the other, we all know that. I mean, that happens all the time. I mean, I remember back when, you know, when the limit was three. I mean, that made it a little tough. But, you know, Jim, we mm-hmm. got about two got about two minutes left. And, and I did want to okay. give you a chance to to, uh, to 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 let us know um, a little bit of how to get in touch with um, with with R&T and, and uh, uh, you know, the websites and things like that. Because, folks, I'm going to tell you something. If you don't have an R&T call, and there are a lot of places to get them, but a really good place to get them is from – from headquarters where Jim's been all afternoon tuning duck calls. So Jim, tell us a little bit about how to how to get in touch with uh, with R and T. Man, you bet, Marty. Thank you. You find us on the web at rntcalls.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, R, it's RNT Calls. Uh, you can get on there and ask questions. You can call us at eight eight eight. Oh gosh, I forgot our eight hundred number. Um, Seven six eight 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 seven six eight. Man, here I am. I'm gonna get fired now. I don't remember our eight hundred number. Um, you get on the website, you can find our eight hundred number. There you uh, go. Hey, listen, look. That's what happens when you got live radio. You get on the spot. <laughs> you, I'm busted. I'm busted. But you can check us out on social media. Check us out on the web. Um, Tune in to RNTV. We air Saturday afternoons at 3 p.m. Eastern. We've got some other air times during the week, but our anchor slot's on Saturday afternoon. Find it, record it, watch it. Um, even if you haven't caught it any this year, you can still catch all the shows. Uh, episode 7 airs this week, and then we'll be starting with Episode 1 next week. So, um, man, you can catch us. Uh, if you got any questions, find us, send us emails. Um, Info at rntcalls.com and just whatever y'all need, we're happy to help you out with. Well, they, yeah, and and believe me, they are. These are great, great folks. Let me tell you, and Jim, I can't thank you enough. We were we're up on time now. I can't thank you enough for being a part of this show. It's been absolutely great. I look forward to seeing you, you know, out around Thanksgiving at the World Duck Calling Championship. I'm going to be a judge and uh, really looking forward right. to that. Uh, thanks, buddy, for being a part, folks. Thank you for listening. And we've got to go. We'll see you next time. Be safe, good shooting, and have fun. And by all means, take a kid or a lady with you. They'll enjoy it too. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. Please join Marty again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week's show, think safety first and good shooting.